Hello and welcome to Fresh Ears, the only podcast where three guys talk about music mm-hmm. in the whole world. We have, it up. Uh, uh, my name is Eddie Trezino. To my right is the longest arms in the game. I don't know what that means. Um, That's a weird but, name. Uh, yeah, my name's Alex. And oh. To my left is the guy with the biggest eyebrows in the game. That's right, it's me, John Mark Shaver. I think he All needs right. to get his head in the game. Yeah, get, 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 get in the game. Okay, Favorite good. song from High School Musical 2. You just stared at me, that wasn't a proper Maybe it's the first one, I forget. Well, anyway, so we're uh, three guys, three boys and berries, if you will, that are going to talk about three different albums that we chose last week. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a return customer, glad to have you back. And uh, we just want to let you know, this is going to be a musical journey for everyone, including me. So uh, just stay tuned, and we'll talk about our albums. Um, and this we really... week, they are both uh, ocean-themed. Three, both? Three ga- okay, <laughs> both? All... There's three okay. of us, too? What a weird coincidence. Yeah. So, yeah, the albums we're going to talk about this week are all ocean-themed, and <clears throat> they're all uh, Tom and Jerry-themed. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. All right, uh, yeah, this is, it's summer, baby. Surfing USA. It's so, summer, baby. Get um, ready. By the way, last week I think we had a little audio issue, so this week we're all recording under one blanket, a blanket fort, to keep all the sound in. So that might be why it sounds a little better this week. Thank you, Dad, for building that. Yes. I, I think, are we going to jump right in or are we going to go to break? First off, John Mark Shaver. Tell us about what the, the album hell that are you, you doing? What, what are you doing? I got messed you up. You wanted so badly to, to introduce this episode. <laughs> I got mixed up. Well, anyway, just tell us what album you picked <laughs> and by what band. Okay. Um. I chose Congratulations by MGMT kind of on a whim last time because, I don't know, I, it was just a, a, an album that I was listening to a lot that I didn't show a whole lot of love to when it first came out. So MGMT, I'm sure you guys know, mostly know them for stuff like Kids and Electric Feel and stuff like that. This album came out in 2010. I was, I think it was summer, or it was at least summer when I bought it. So it was between my sophomore and uh, junior years of high school. And I loved Oracular Spectacular, which was their first album. And I was really excited for this one. I thought it was going to be more of the same, and it isn't really. And at the time, I was very upset by that. And I told you guys after we stopped recording that um, much like the famous scene in Back to the Future at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, I, w- uh, I wasn't ready for it, but your kids are going to love it. Ooh. And my kid is me. Oh, kids, get it? Because their song is called uh, yeah, that's Oracular true. Spectacular. So anyway, I went back on a whim a couple months ago to re-listen to this album to see if I hadn't given it a fair shake. And it turns out... I didn't give it a fair shake. I love this album. I'm upset with myself. I've had it on CD for 10 years, and I never listened to the full thing until this year. And uh, I don't know what was wrong with me when I was 16 years old. But I think this is a... <laughs> for a lot of reasons, I guess. Um, we'll, get, we'll get more into my 16-year-old life during Eddie's album, too. Ooh, wow. But uh, I really love kind of like a psychedelic surf rock feel, which this album really provides for. Um, in terms of favorite tracks, it's all of them, except for maybe I Found a Whistle, which I think is the only one that sticks out to me that I'm not a huge fan of. I usually skip it when, when I'm listening to the album. 
But Brian Eno is up there. Uh, Siberian Breaks, even though it's 12 minutes long, is up there. Uh, the first four tracks, what a rockin' time. I love it so much. It's good rock and roll music. And I hope you guys liked it too. So I discovered MGMT probably around 2009, 2010, and I actually discovered them through hip-hop artists sampling their music on their mixtapes. Um, one in particular, uh, there's a there's a rap group called Chitty Bang, and they were pretty pretty popular. You they love were, Chitty Bang, yeah. don't you, Eddie? Yeah, my favorite yeah. kids movie. They started popping up around that time. I think they're still around, but they had a song called Opposite of Adults, and it's sampling kids, mm-hmm. and I always loved the beat, and then I found out that's actually not their song, and then I found Kids by MGMT, and I loved it. Mac Miller also sampled uh, one of their tracks on his mixtapes. Um, but yeah, I, I grew to love the hits from Oracular Spectacular. That's just a fantastic album. Kids, Electric Feel, and Time to Pretend, they're all, those are just like, those are certified hits. Well, that whole album, I mean, we, uh, Weekend Wars and um, The Youth, and what's the last one? Pieces of What? I mean, there's so many good songs mm-hmm. in that album. Straight, straight boppers. Straight boppers, yeah. back, front to back. Um, I gave the, the ones that I just uh, highlighted, Kids Electric Field, Time to Pretend, those were all like. Those are hev- the big ones. Those were all heavily played mm-hmm. by me um, in, pro- <laughs> I would probably say, my early high school years. Um, and I remember being really excited when this album came out. Um, I borrowed it from you. I'm actually returning it to you today. <laughs> A decade I've had, later. I've had it for 10 wow. years. Um, but yeah, I borrowed it from John Mark and I. I uh, Where is it? Burned it to my CD. It's hiding here somewhere. Hey, there it is. I borrowed it from John Mark and I burned it to my uh, iPod. And uh, I never really listened to it. Um, Was it worth I, the 10-year borrow? Well, I think it's because there aren't any tracks on this album that stick out as like, this is a hit or like, this is a banger, like they did on <coughs> Oracular Spectacular. They, I don't, I mean, they probably had, did have singles, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know which one of this would be a single. To appreciate the, this one, you really need to sit down with it as an album, like, and just take it all in stride. You can't just pick little tracks to listen from, and yeah, you got to sit down with this entire album to really appreciate it. And they shift their sound a good bit on this one from the first one. Um, although I don't think they totally shift their sound because there's a few moments on I this. Tell it's still there's a few too. moments on here where you're like, "That's that's the MGMT mm-hmm. that, that <laughs> I loved on the, on the <laughs> like at the." Uh... The last little bits of something's missing really f- sounds like yeah, and there's and there's a part of it's working where that happens as well. Mm-hmm. There's lots of moments on this record that are really really good. It's a I would say it's a it's a viber. This is an album you need to really vibe with. Um, I'm gonna talk about the OC again. So, <laughs> All right, this so, is the official OC podcast. So there are, there are many episodes on the OC, one of my favorite uh, television television shows, uh, where their episode would revolve around a show at this little venue and the venue was called the bait shop and the whole episode would kind of like revolve around that and they had many bands like perform on the show as part of the episode for example they had modest mouse that cab for cutie uh the thrills the walkman the killers and uh when i was listening to a few of these tracks i i just imagined them being played at the bait shop on the oc so that was cool it sounds like something that would play like a little club on the beach yeah totally totally now before i get into the tracks i want to talk about the album artwork so i know this isn't what it's supposed to be 
But I always looked at it as if it was like a trippy visual of Tom, the cat, from Tom and Jerry, Jerry like, eat, trying to eat Jerry while he's on a surfboard. <laughs> well, yeah, so the album yeah. art, I mean, anyone could just look it up. But it's a little... Apparently that's a hedgehog. Not a Oh, like Sonic. Cat. The surfer? No, the big... Well, I thought it was a wolf. Anyway, there's a look. I th- there looks like a little cat cartoon animal surfing, and the wave is apparently a hedgehog uh, trying to eat him. It's a very psychedelic-looking wild cover. Yeah. So uh, to get into the the track list, it's working. It's one of my favorite tracks. Uh, I love the part where it breaks into it's working in mm-hmm. your blood. I love that. Um, <clears throat> that part sounds like kind of like '60s and '60s '70s, like. Uh, Beach Boys background vocal type stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I really, I really liked it. Um, song for Dan Tracy is the only song that I remember from when I had it on my iPod. <laughs> I'm actually not a huge fan of that one. Someone's Missing is incredible. I love it. The switch up at the end is just like pure bliss. It's so good. Um, didn't really like. I found a whistle. I Siberian Breaks. What about Flash Delirium. It, 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 that one. Oh, I it, love Flash. Delirium. Oh, it's good. Flash Delirium's good, but. It didn't really pop out, you know. Wow. Uh, si- wow. Siberian, pop out. <laughs> Siberian Breaks, I'm not into that one either. I think it's way too long. It didn't okay, really... listen. It's like 12 minutes long. You two sat here and, and you know, loved over the Prophet song for Queen. Well, yes, but the Prophet song... That wasn't that's 12 not, minutes. It was 9 minutes and it feels like it's 20 minutes But the minutes Prophet song keeps you hooked the whole time. This does too. It changes. No, it moves in and out of different... Songs. Honestly... Well, I'll tell you when I, I didn't dislike the me. album, though, so don't, don't get upset yet. Um, I'm going to get upset. Brian Eno is really, really, really good. Brian Eno's probably my favorite track. Favorite, <clears throat> yeah. My two favorite tracks are, well, three favorite tracks. It's Working, Someone's Missing, and Brian Eno. But, like, my favorite part of the song is where, where they b- pronounce Brian Eno's full name. <laughs> and I didn't realize he had such a long name. <laughs> it is Brian Peter John. No, no. It's when we started. It's oh, that's Brian, a long name. Holy Brian crap. Peter George St. John Le Baptiste de La Salle. <clears throat> What's wrong? Hey, he's an important guy. What's wrong with this guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Dada's Nightmare, very spooky. Um, I liked it. Congratulations. Beautiful end. Beautiful end to the album. Um, it's another, I think that track's another pure bliss moment. It, I, it felt like it was like the end of a super stressful movie where the characters walk out with like a super warm happy fuzzy feeling and then it cuts to the credits that's how i felt when i was uh, listening to correct that last track congratulations but yeah overall i uh i enjoyed it i'm, I'm kind of with you i wish i would have not <clears throat> abandoned it when it came out before we get to eddie i since i railed so much on incubus last week especially for their lyrical content I feel it's important for me to, to look at this CD case. I'm looking at this CD case for the first time in 10 years. <laughs> and the back of this thing is might be the most pretentious thing I've ever read in my life. It's not written by the band. It's written by Sonic Boom. Ooh, another it. hedgehog. I don't know. <laughs> another hedgehog relation. I don't know if this is like a... I don't know what Sonic Boom is, but it was written by them. He's one of the producers. Oh, my God. Well, this is bad. Uh-oh. It's... It, it like... I'll show you. It's, it, has, it has all the I'm different reading. Do you want me tracks. to read it out loud? Yeah, read it. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> what am I about to say? Read <laughs> Read the bit after Sung for Dan Tracy. Uh-oh. And read the bit... 
after Brian Eno. All right, Alex, get that dolphin noise ready. Who knows what I'm about to say? There's no curse words on it. A man. A mi- okay, song for Dan Tracy, colon. A man. A mystery. A saint. A sod. Were we all made for this life? Some give. Some receive. But Dan Tracy smiles. A lot of uh, vulgarity there. That was pretty weird. Which other one? I don't know why you thought there was going to be vulgarity. Brian Eno? That's the next one you yeah. wanted? Brian Eno, colon. A smile sent out. A wink. And chuckle. The mystery of time. The air traffic controller of sound and space and subterfuge. This start with two S's. That doesn't mean... That means yeah, nothing. I don't know why. That, that's, that's annoying. The, the entire back of the CD case is empty words and stupid. Yeah, but stupid. I don't have a problem with it. It's, a, it's an... Abstract, arty album. I think that just kind of fits. Yeah. Some, some well, who was Sonic Boom? Why did he write this? He was, he was. He helped out. I mean, he made a lot of the music. Why didn't Alex Van Wingard or whatever write this? Ugh. I, uh, well, it doesn't affect how I like the music, but I don't like it when... Arcade Fire does stuff like this sometimes, too, where they... Oh. they, they, they I think it fits. I don't know. Just say you played the music because you liked how it sounded. fits. Anyway... Eddie, it's your turn. Yeah, uh, so the management, I guess, is what Mgmkt stands for. <laughs> oh, he was waiting. He was waiting. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah, this is an album that uh, really took me a while to get into. And uh, like Alex said, it kind of does remind me of surf rock and things like that. But more specifically, songs like, I think, I actually really like song for Dan Triacy, The oh, Man, The Mystery. I like that one a lot, and I like Brian Eno, obviously. And I don't want to steal a joke from another pod, but it makes him not really feel like such a sourpuss, uh, that song. But th- those two songs in particular, like, made me, like, I feel like they could have played in either a video game or um, when, in the Scooby-Doo chase scene, when they're all getting chased around, it's like, beep, 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 that synth. I don't know. It just really had Scooby-Doo vibes. Vibes. So, um... Yeah, I thought this was pretty good. I didn't. I was kind of some of the songs dragged, like Siberian Breaks was like, yeah, I, I was like, oh my god, is this over yet? That's a yeah. I thought maybe they were pausing for like ten minutes because I could honestly, I get the idea that these guys are pretentious already. I got like, the back says a pop surf opera, and that's what it is. See the okay, so yeah, that's that's like a. The thing that reminded me of is because it it's basically it sounds like three or four songs put together mm-hmm. like there, and yeah. like that's basically like paranoid Android and, and the which transitions is, are kind of abrupt. Oh yeah, yeah, they just stop the music. Like they just stop. I like yeah, that. that should just be another song. It's jarring. I guess I kind of like that. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's just too long, and yeah. I'm like, mm. whatever. You guys are wrong, and I'm right, so it's it's not a big deal. That's true. I love being wrong. Keep going. Um. Anyway, now now that I'm now that you guys all know I'm wrong. Um. I think that the only issue with this album is some, like, I guess if you are expecting, like, the first album, which I like pretty good. Kids, you know, pretty good. Kazoo Hook there. I think but, Kids um, is probably my least favorite song. One of them on uh, that album. Uh, no way. It's, like, their best song, I think. No, it's not. Yeah, those lyrics. No, probably Time to Pretend. Well, we're wrong, time and he's pre- right, t- so. Yeah. yeah t- I'm right. Time to Pretend is probably my favorite indie See, I, see the, I guess, like, what, in the first album, that they have this many guitar stuff. Like I don't. I guess maybe I didn't really notice. You don't, you, you don't notice. I think they make. They want you to hear that on this album. Like yeah, they might I guess. on the original, but this one they like want. They're trying to make you. They're trying to push on 
to the listener, we're doing a bunch of crazy stuff on this episode. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Well, yeah, well I've heard that covers a self-portrait of the two band members. But, yeah, I don't know. Tom and Some, Jerry? Tom and Jerry, yeah. The two Tom and Jerry, dude, honestly, Tom and Jerry should form a band. <laughs> um, they did. They're in GMT. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That, it all makes sense. M for mouse and T for Tom. Yeah. Mouse. Oh, my God. Mouse God. Mouse, mouse good music Tom. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. We discovered the secret of Mugmut. <laughs> we figured it out, Sonic <laughs> This Boo. is like Mahatma Gandhi. This, is, this was a whole... Mugmut. The back of this CD case was a whole riddle. It really to, is. Get people to figure out it was actually Tom and Jerry. Honestly, yeah. We didn't have to read it to figure so that out. So what do you think about it now? Love it. Yeah, it's, it's, honestly, it's that, uh, that makes me understand why that song is so long. Because time moves faster for mice because they're smaller. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this album, it, it was fun to listen to for the most part. So, yeah. that's uh, it's I Maybe my kids will like it more than me. Who knows? Pray for your children. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get our, our final rankings of this one. I'm gonna go with a uh, smooth eight out of ten. I give it a solid seven out of ten. Yeah, I'll give it a seven out of ten too. All right. Well, hold on. I... Since we're still on my album, I want to ask Eddie to revise a previous score that he gave. Okay. Uh-oh. You gave uh, X Military by Death Grips what an eight out of ten. Which you do not believe in. You don't think that was good enough for him? No, I want you to, right now to not try to make Alex and I feel better or me feel better, and I want you to give them an honest score. And we'd have I'd have to listen again. I don't remember the song. Well, based on your memory, right now, give it to us. I guess like a one or a two or a three or a four okay. or a five right. or a six. This is a mistake. So anyway, um, are we talking about that one now? No, I just since we're on the air, I wanted you to. Put it out there. What's that guy's name? Mc McRide. Oh yeah, MC Ride. Um, yeah, I'd have to listen to it again. I'll get back to you next week. You're not gonna listen to it again. I'll try. Okay. All right. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Eddie's album. See ya. Hey, we're back here with Fresh Ears. And um, I guess it's my turn, Eddie Trezino. Um, But the album that I chose this week is Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus, the band. Um, Yeah, so this is... Primus is a band that defies genre. I hate when people do that, but I don't know what to classify them as. I guess over the years, their sound has changed a lot. Like back... This was 1991, and they basically... They're from SoCal, and they dress like weird rednecks kind of when this album came out it's weird but now like les claypool looks like a steampunk inventor like he plays <laughs> no he does he plays it with the the claypool in and delirium which is a fantastic project um but i picked this because it's like probably my favorite primus album it's probably um it exemplifies them pretty good and uh so i've i play bass kind of i don't really know how but i play bass but Les Claypool has the coolest bass lines of all time. I don't think anybody, like, the songs on this, like, people, you probably heard Jerry was a race car driver, Tommy the Cat, maybe those damn blue-collar tweakers. But the bass parts are so fun to play, and I do it all day. Oh, I know you do it all yeah, day. Um, so, For two years you've been doing it all day. Yeah, at American Life. By the way, Yoko Pete says they're funk metal. 
Okay. This album is funk metal. Well, they do. He does go. Um, so my favorite songs are probably like Tommy the Cat. I still have not figured out how to play. It's too hard. I can't do it. Um, so the other thing about this album that's interesting is there's like a couple like little songs that they put on here as little pauses. Like Seas of Cheese is just like a little riddle kind of at the beginning. Southington Waltz. They always have a song about Southington. I don't know what that is. Um, but that's like a little instrumental that kind of changes pace. And then Granddad's Little Ditty. That's just like a little thing. I don't know why that's on there. But the cool thing is, is like, There's yeah. Little, little interludes. Yeah. Little, ditty. little ditties. Yeah. Little dinterludes, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I think it's cool. I, the thing I like is that all these songs are kind of just stories. They, it's just like him telling a story about a person or a thing, like, or a character. And I really like that. It's like, Okay, and like the the riffs always progress as time goes on in the song, and after every like little verse, and it's kind of like all the inst they're built on the bass parts, and all the instruments are piled on top of it, so it's like a musical puzzle, and I love that, and I really wish that I had someone to play these with because it'd be so cool, but it's real, yeah, just really the riffs are super fun, and I get if they're too repetitive, but they're just like really fun to actually do. So let's see, John. Mark, what are your thoughts on Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus? Well, I told you both before you recorded that I have a... I didn't realize that I had a complicated history with this album until I listened to it. I thought I, thought I was going in blind. Turns out I wasn't. <laughs> and I'm going to go into this. I'm going to talk... I, I cannot divorce myself from what I'm about to say. Okay. So I, I, I feel like I can't really give this an unbiased score, but... Okay. <laughs> oh my God. I had a good few friends in high school who were into Primus and this genre of funk metal. And it was the, <laughs> same, it was the same people that were into Fish. It was the same Oh group. no. And I want to say, if any of them are listening to this, I love you. Are you going to say their names? No, I'm not. Alex can, Alex can probably figure out who most of them are. Uh, I love you. Your taste is just as valid as mine. This has nothing to do with you. But everyone's annoying when they're 16. In some way or another. And I just remember at band camp, they would all go into the same room and they would buy like fish food ice cream and listen to Primus. And they always, what? they would always go, see people, would you want to lay down with me? And then like, which <laughs> oh, is from yeah, that's the pretty, cat. That could be and it was so annoying to me. And I yeah. was like, this sucks. And they did stuff from Jerry, Jerry was a race car driver too. Yeah. But anytime cool. I hear any kind of like bass, and listen, the music itself, I don't have an issue with. But because of, of dealing with that through four years of band, I can't, it's like, Instinctual, it's primal for me that I cannot get into it. And anytime I hear a bass riff like that, I just think of those guys going, "Say, people, you were down with me." Did they just play the music, or did they just say that? They just were sitting there and said that. Both. Oh, they did. Okay. And say, baby, that's so funny. I would love. I, I mean, I'd hate to say. I'd I would love to have heard the sound for the first time and not have known the dark. The dark truth that yeah, I, I do. It. Honestly, I hate it too. That, yeah. Maybe that's why I hate 
Bohemian. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah people at Bandcamp did some annoying stuff. I'm listening. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. Including me. Oh, I did. Oh yeah, dude. I did horrible, stupid stuff at Bandcamp. Oh my god, Wyatt! Do you have a crime to confess to? No, I, I guess there was one time. Uh oh. Where well, one time a book. We better get the police on. There was one time. It was our senior year. Where some of my friends, on purpose, like we were playing a prank on the other bands, because like oh, there's a bunch of bands. Oh wow! Uh, whatever that place was called. <laughs> and so, <laughs> during our break, they and I was in on this. It wasn't like they bullied me into it. <laughs> I was duct taped to a, a chair, and they set me out like in front of just the cabins for this random band. I don't even know who they were or where they were from, and. So all these kids came out thinking that I was, like, being bullied or hazed, like, they were trying to help me. And the moment my friends tried to come out and, like, reveal that it was a prank, they were picking up the chair and carrying me away (laughs) to their cabins. Another band? Yes! Because they needed to save me, I guess. I don't know. That's strange. But anyway, sounds weird. everybody at band, everybody in band is annoying and stupid, including me, including yeah, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, listen, you know. Well, were there any songs on this that didn't give you that? No! Oh, oh really? <laughs> as soon as it started, I was like, oh, this. That's what this is. <laughs> this is. That's what I'm in for. And it was just those flashbacks to, oh, I when, don't know. When you were marching, they go, right! Oh, yeah. Left! Left! Right! right. You know what? I like that. That's probably the highlight. I forgot about that. I like that. But here they come. Yeah, I I just can't divorce my feelings from the people who were into prog rock and fish. From uh, I don't think this is very much. It's kind no, of no. It's not like fish at all. But I'm just it, I, in my brain. It's, it's lumped in because it was the same people. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only reason that in my mind they're lumped. They both start with P. They both start with P. There's an I in both of them. But there's no I in team. All right, well, thank you for that review. Well, <laughs> you're welcome, Eddie. Yes. So after we recorded our last episode, I went home and I started listening instantly. Started right listening. away. Yeah, right away. Wow. So I put on this album and I hated it so much. <laughs> I, I understand. Like, I was like, what? Why? What is this? But I don't think I was in the mood. I, I don't know. I just wasn't in <laughs> well, the mood. Well, you were about to go on a big hike. <clears throat> sure. But um, first listen reaction, the vocals and the goofiness totally outweighed and ruined the impeccable bass work because the bass guitar on this is maybe the best I've ever heard. Um, But the more I listened, the more I got used to the vocals. Still though, a lot of these tracks make me feel really weird and uncomfortable. Um, Very strange. There's a lot of strange stuff going on. Weird in a, me too. Yeah. Oh yeah, the music videos are weird. I, I didn't watch those, you. Okay. but uh, some strange stuff going on, on this on this record. But the tracks that hit really, really hit. Um, there's there's a few random things that he says, just followed by like an instant like sick riff, and it works really well. Uh-huh. Um, the thrash elements on here were probably my favorite moments. Um, I can only imagine what the mosh pits were like back in the day to, to, to Primus. Uh, but I can't imagine enjoying myself at a Primus concert. I think I could. I think I'm, I could. I probably um, would. So, it's, it's, so it seems like on the mix, the bass is amplified 
more than the lead guitar. And it's like the 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 bass guitar is like the lead. I mean, mm-hmm. well, hits it's, him it's on the lead of the whole band. Yeah, and you don't see that very often. Do you know of any other? bands that do that yeah i mean like they kind of put the bass at the forefront uh i don't know i could probably think okay there's none that have i, I don't know so not, the riffs not, are, so, so, so not nothing immediately that. comes to um, mind it really sounds like these guys are just like thrashing through like a goofy pirate comedy <laughs> epic uh-huh um tom tom from tom and jerry kind of yeah because like they, i love how like on the first track sees a cheese it's like they're sailing in uh-huh. and lost Bastardos, they're sailing out. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. That was cool. Um, I did. I did read where the this album's success was a little bit overshadowed in 1991 by a few other uh, mainstream rock albums that were released, uh, such as uh, Blood Sugar Six, Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana's Nevermind came out this uh, year. Yeah. Octung yeah. Baby by U2 came out this year. Well, isn't 1991 when Incubus became a band? Oh, Brandon too. Boyd. Yeah, inspired. Um, also, <laughs> taking uh, Les Claypool down. He also, said. <laughs> also, Guns and Roses, Use Your Illusions came out um, that same year. So it was a, uh, it had a hot and heavy cast of characters come coming in with it in 1991. Um, this summer, they were actually supposed to do a tour where they were playing a Rush album in full. Like, I was not, planning to the, go. Not even playing their music. They were just. Yeah. Playing Rush, which is which is which cool, I yeah. guess that's a big bass. That's, that's band, a big yeah. bass band. Yes. Um, all right, the I'm band. A... Yes. Oh yeah, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> all, right, all right. So I guess a lot of. Did you like the guitar parts? Because like Larry's a great guitar player too. It's like I mean, uh, it's impre- cool. They're but... impressive, but I didn't really like. I didn't yeah. wasn't a huge fan of that. I'm not a huge fan of that. Like sure. I, li- I like the bass more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how he. I mean, his. It's like nuts how that the lead guitar is playing. Yeah. Well, he's just going all over the place. Yeah. Something I forgot to mention, and I don't want to sound like I'm, I don't know what the opposite of pretentious is, or fake pretentious, but Intentious. the same group of friends who I love dearly, and I'm still friends with most of them, they, at, at the time at least, they seemed to think, or at least they, they acted like, the more complex and complicated a piece of music is... Oh yeah, the better and more enjoyable it is, Ooh. and that is not the case. Yeah, it was like that in my band camp too. Like I don't know, like I because I always liked the Ramones and stuff, and everyone was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, so that's a big divide for me too. Where like, yeah, I, I can appreciate the technical skill that's involved in this music, but it's not enjoyable for me to sit down and listen to. Yeah, I, I hate that kind of thing. I mean, I I like complex things when they're like good, but I don't like like. I don't know. Making something complex in a weird time I can't stand trip. things like, uh, what's that band called? Um, Dream Theater. I'm like, oh, that's so boring to, to me. Tool. Eh. Yeah. I tried listening Tool, to Tool. that's a bass, big bass boy. I tried listening. It's a prog rock, prog metal is very bass heavy. Yeah. And I like a lot of prog rock, but not Tool this. kind of, bo- I mean, Rush is amazing. Rush, no, Rush, is, Rush so... is great. I like Yes, Kim Crimson. I mean, they're all great. Yeah. Did we go to the same band camp? Because I just remembered I carried some kid off from a chair with a, with a group of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you. Oh, I was like, who's this guy? Anyway, um, yeah, so I don't so know. Just Sorry to, Just to do a little run through through the tracks. Uh, here come the bastards. The little continuous riff going on there is pretty, pretty gnarly. Sergeant Baker is just another sick riff, bass riff throughout the whole thing. Uh, I never figured that one out. I really enjoyed the right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like American Life. I thought 
that was a filler. Uh, I mean, that base part is so fun. Jerry, so... Was, Jerry was a race car driver. The thrash in that in that song is so good. Uh-huh. I love it when they when he goes go. Yeah, I, lo- I love that it's so cool. much. Like it was hard to stop myself from moshing in the living room. If I was at a show, uh, I probably wouldn't be able to control myself uh, during that part. Um, I like the Texas Chainsaw 2 snippet of Chopped Up going, uh-huh. Dog Will Hunt! I don't really know why that's in there. I don't but know, but like, it works. Okay. It, it I mean, they probably, when did that come out? Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw 2 came out in I don't know. That, I think that might have came out in the late 80s. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really on the cutting edge, Primus. Um, Everyone's favorite horror movie. I liked it, and is it your, is it luck where he said, "Do you want to get lucky, little boy?" <laughs> he does that whole little speed rap. Thing. Yeah, some of that stuff kind of really reminds me of Frank Zappa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, no, there's yeah, a I big Frank Zappa stuff. I like Frank Zappa a lot more. Yeah. But like, the weird things that he says really yeah. reminds me. Yeah. Of yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Um, Tommy the Cat is just another gnarly bass riff. I listened to this as I was listening um, to a pissed off Tom the cat from Tom and Jerry wow. um, just just rambling on that's, that's, that's all that's all right oh, okay yeah sure sure <laughs> Tom doesn't it's the angry Tom <laughs> I know? guess yeah. Alex Petri Tom and Jerry fanfic yeah say baby yeah, he, was a, he, was, he was mad into that in the early 90s and then in the mid 2000s he made the electronic pop group yeah. Also, yeah. 1991 is around the same time that Tom and Jerry spoke. Tom yeah, and remember. Jerry spoke for the first time. Wow. Tom and Jerry the movie came out in the early 90s. So. Well, Tom, once he started playing bass, he couldn't couldn't keep his mouth shut. So I think uh, that crazy cat found a way onto this record. Yeah, the Tom, the Tom and Jerry uh, audit, cinematic uni- auditory universe is yeah. getting really complex. Yeah, uh, fish on. Feels like Dude, Jerry was a race car driver. Oh my god, I didn't even think Exactly. Wow. What yes. a weird thing. Tommy the cat and Jerry was the race car driver. Wow. Weird. Did, the, did Jerry the mouse ever drive, drive a car? He, he drove like the little mini one. With, drove remember when he, he drove like the remote control. So one. I'm joking about this, but that very well could be well, accurate. No, there's nothing there. There, there very well might be. Well, look, okay, you're, you're, you have the Wikipedia link up. These are both hyperlinked. Keep talking, Alex. Eddie's going to look through the history of this and see how it was made. Fish on. I feel like this is one they would really jam and drag out during a live show. It's that type of track. Uh, Los Bastardos. I like how they sail in on the first track and sail out um, with the with the reprise of Here Come the Bastards. I really I love when one of my favorite things that bands do on the albums is when they reprise earlier tracks on the last track. It's like it's one cool, of my uh, favorite things in the world. Uh, but yeah, it was all right. I had an interesting time listening to this. Fair enough. Say. Yeah. So what's the verdict on Jerry? Tom and Jerry. I, I don't know. I didn't see anything about uh, what's Jerry's paragraph. Say? Well, what's Jerry the Mouse's last name? The Mouse. <laughs> okay. Jerry was raised as driver is a song by the American funk metal band Primus. It was released as the first single from the 1990s. Okay, you don't have to read all that. Okay, well. The song tells the stories of two characters, Jerry, an ill-fated race car driver who collides with a telephone pole while driving intoxicated, spoiler alert, and Captain Pierce, the retired fireman. Yeah, that's Jerry. That doesn't sound like my Jerry. Yeah, it does. What about about Jerry Jerry Seinfeld? (laughs) It's only Jerry Seinfeld. All right, right, Eddie, what's your... uh... Um, This is a 9 out of 10 for me. might even be a 10, but I love it so much. It's so good. I can't... 
like I said earlier, I, I, I just can't look at this through any other pane of, of glass except for what I have. And so I'm going to have to give it a five. I'm going to give it a six. Nice, uh, nice little six. Nice little six, Eddie. Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for those reviews, Alex and Johnny. Next, we'll have a review of Alex's album that he picked for this week. So stay tuned. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fresh Ears. I'm one of the three hosts, Eddie, and this I just want to take a second to thank some of our sponsors today. First off, we have my dad's riverboat tours. Um, he doesn't own a boat and we don't live near any river, but my dad tries to do tours every once in a while for, uh, for $500 per person. So hope you uh, can join us on the next excursion across the Hyena River. Second, I want to thank, thank um, uh, Bixby Water. It's a new brand of bottled water that is bottled right here in beep, beep. Um, and it's uh, really good. I'm drinking some right now. It's really flushing out my pores. So drink some Bixby bottled water. Third off, I just want to thank Gumby, the little gum man, for <laughs> paying for a couple uh, paying for us to do this pod. Thank you, Gumby. You riding your horse, Pokey, and um, yeah, thank you for that. Anyone else? Anyone else want to sponsor us? Send us an email at freshearspodcast at gmail.com. All right, so for our last album we're going to talk about for the day and, and my personal selection for this episode, I went with Honeymoon, a record by a band known as Beach Bunny, which was released in 2020. So, Beach Bunny is an indie, power pop, alt rock, surf wave, whatever you want to call them, pop punk, whatever. Band from Chicago, uh, formed in 2015, so they're a fairly new band. Um, it started out as a solo project by the lead singer, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, I'm probably going to butcher it, but Lily uh, Trafilio. Um, over the past year, I've always heard the name of this band, but... And, and I, was, I was always like, hey, I need to check these guys out. It took me a while to actually do that. Um, they've been on my list of bands to check out for a good while. I heard of them mainly by seeing other band members wear their merch, like, on stage. I remember I saw multiple uh, bands at, uh, multiple bands, at, me and Eddie went to a festival called Bloodfest in Michigan. I saw multiple bands with Beach Bunny shirts and probably just people there in attendance wearing Beach Bunny shirts. And then we went to a show at Mr. Roboto in Pittsburgh in August, and one of the guitarists for a retirement party, I remember, had a Beach Bunny shirt on. Oh, I and, didn't know. Uh, so yeah, they, they've been on my list for a while, um, and I, I've been hearing positive reviews of Honeymoon, and then Mother's Day weekend, I finally decided to check it out. Um, and ever since then, I've been binging this album and their other music ever since. Uh, the album is primarily about heartbreak and insecurity, but it also adds a layer of positivity with uh, with the instrumentation and the vocals that just uh, kind of make you want to get up and bounce around and dance, but uh, pulls at your heartstrings a bit as well um, at the same time. It's like a therapy session and an inspiring pep talk at the same time. Um, it also has total, total beach vibes. Uh, it just makes me want to, it, it's a summer, I, this is another great summer album. Um, I love, love, love the little surf guitar breaks. Uh, they're perfectly placed, um, nor, uh, typically in like the back half of a lot of these tracks. 
listening to the first time, you know, the first three tracks are really good, but when I heard the end of a rear view, when I was in that track, I heard that in it. I was driving. I was literally listening to the album for the first time. I was like, yes. Uh-huh. It's just one of those moments that's like one of those aha moments when you're listening to music. It just, mm, inst- on me. It just instantly, instantly, instantly hooked me. Take um, On Me was a song. Oh, yeah, by ZZ Top. Beach, yeah. uh, Beach, Beach Bunnies, <sighs> I think they're in my probably my top two or top three most listened to artists of 2020 this far. Mm. Just love the happy... Energy that this band exudes. Uh, the lead singer uh, Lily Trafilio, She, I just really love her voice. I, I like the characteristics in her voice. Um, she just sounds effortlessly sincere, raw, and, and sweet at the same time. Um, I could definitely see people just happily bouncing around at their shows. Uh, I've, I've put them on the list of uh, bands that I really want to see once we get out of this this uh, state of life. Um, that we're in right now. I actually watched them do a. They did a live stream show a couple weeks ago at Lincoln Hall in Chicago, and it was it was really really good. Uh, they seem like cool people to hang around. I love the overall aesthetic of the band. Apparently, they they're like a TikTok phenomenon. Well, like, I was shocked to see how many Spotify. Well, that's because of TikTok. Okay. Because R.I.P. This, this is if crazy. This comes out soon. <laughs> this is crazy. In 2018, they had just surpassed over 100,000 listeners on Spotify. Today, they have over 2 million. Wow. So that's, so that's like a meteoric rise. In a What's short the big time. song on TikTok it's, that plays? It's from one of their... It's Prom it's Queen. Fr- it's Prom Queen from oh. the EP. There's like, like a, just, just, just for... Let you know. Yeah. So they have uh, 2.2 million monthly listeners. And... That's crazy. The songs from this album, like Dream Boy, has like 3 million. But then Prom Queen has 69 million listens. That's wow. insane. Nice. Yeah. The, the, that EP, Prom Queen, is also really, really, really good. It's, the, the, I just love these guys. I think they're great. Uh, they're at the top of, I, I think I already said that, but they're at the top of my to-see list once shows are happening again. Um, I actually saw where they play, like, Last summer they played at Roboto. That's a really? That oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see them in a venue like that. But I can't imagine a band that has over two million listeners uh, playing to a. Well, like I mean, a if it's a TikTok 50, phenomenon, fifty cabin. There's they probably like fifteen year olds. Yeah, but they've been playing Lollapalooza and stuff like that this past wow. year. So yeah, yeah, they've they oh, had well. a they had a really quick rise. Um, so where's the Tom and Jerry connection? Yeah, we got to no, figure it out. No, no don't speak there's too no, soon. There's no Tom and Jerry connection with this album. What I, the hell are I you talking about? I refuse about? to believe that. You said all three albums are Tom and Jerry related. Well, I lied. Well, actually, okay. Oh, I cannot believe this. Um, but yeah, I love pretty much every track on this on this album equally. Um, maybe Dream Boy's about Jerry. May, maybe maybe not equally. Um, Racetrack is probably my least favorite. I still like it. but uh, Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, but uh, Promises, Love Promises, I love the surf break there at the end. Rearview is like the best to me. I mean, it's my favorite track in the album. When she switches up and it's, you love me. I love that so much. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It gives me, literally gives me chills. Um, yeah, and all the rest, I just love it. I just I love this album. And I, I was really excited to give this one to you guys. I'm, uh, so what'd you think? Me first? Okay, well, um, I think that the connection in Tom and Jerry is this is 
probably drawn by like the same part. The cover is probably drawn by someone who was on the Tom and Jerry art team. Okay. No, I think here's my belief. There's got to be something. She's got cuts and, and band aids and bruises. I think she got in this little spat with Tom. Oh yeah, probably yeah. honestly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she sings about it on um, April. <laughs> Uh, so Alex told me about this album earlier this year, well, probably like a month or two ago, and it was like the day, it was either, I think it was like, I was about to drive home to my parents, and I had a long drive ahead of me, and I was like, oh, I'll put this on, yeah, and I did, and it was really cool, I was like, wow, I love music that sounds really happy, but in reality is pretty depressing, <laughs> that's probably my favorite thing, I, that's why I like bands like, I don't know, uh, uh, it honestly the most could be one example. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, crap! Now you put me on the spot. You put yourself on the spot. Get away from me. Well, anyway, uh, the it's kind, the only thing like the most similar things like it's like sad girl twee rock, which is really rad these it's days. Really twee. You don't think? I, don't I think, think it's really twee. Um, it's like low key, but but like really emotionally honest mm. and stuff, which I really think fits like it's close to like, um, the jetty bones and like mm-hmm. hop, hop along too. Like, I think her voice sounds a lot like Francis, but, um, yeah, there's some really good songs on here. I think my favorite song was colorblind. I really liked that mm. one. Yeah, that, that was a good, yeah. and like, I liked colorblind and April were probably my favorite too, but yeah, I think it sounded really cool. I like. I, it's cool. It, I guess you can definitely tell it was like a solo project first, but uh, the, well, this I mean they're this not. This is a full not, band. Now. Yeah, this is no, a, no, this I know is a that. Project. Yeah, but I mean, you, like it's like cool that it's just one person's like perspective. Yeah. Which I I don't know. It's like cool. It's like a uh, uh, sincere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I might have to buy this cassette that ships out in 98 days. What? It says ships out within 98 days on Bandcamp. So within? Well, just give me a nice window. I don't think a thing How on much Bandcamp. Is it? It's 9.99. Wow. So it could have been 9.99. What are you going to play cassette in? Um, I don't know. I'll get a cassette. I'll get a Walkman. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought some of this beach money album. It was so cool. I'd love to see these guys live and in person in color. So, so would I. Yeah, we'll go. Let's do it. All right, right now, let's go. 2025. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably next time they'll be ready to go. All right, John Mark, what did you think? <laughs> well, thank you for throwing it over to me, Eddie. I agree with everything the two of you have said. Woo-hoo! All right, see you next week. But yeah, bye, guys. <laughs> um this album is a real delight, a real treat. Uh, now, I first time I listened to it, Promises, I was like, okay, I'm getting into it. Did not like Cuffing Season. Hmm. Cuffing Season to me was like, uh, just, it just reminded me of Alex Petri music. And that's not, that's not, a, that's not a, <laughs> Oh, he said his last name! That's, not a, that's still an insult. Oh that's my not God. an insult. But to me, it was just like, I don't know. It's, I, I appreciated it for what it was, but I was really into it. There's a lot of the music that you like that, I'm, that I feel that way about. But then, baby, once uh, once Rearview hit, oh man, uh, I was I was totally uh, back on track, and I will disagree with you because I think Racetrack's my favorite Ooh, song on the album. Wow! I added it to my uh, my sad boy cry party playlist. Yeah, it just doesn't really do anything. It just I mean the the message is it fits like yeah it's cool piano's great 
Everything's great. Yeah. Loved it. And the the one two punch of color colorblind leading in a racetrack, I loved it. And it left me wanting more. It's only what twenty five minutes long, and so I kept listening to it on in the car and on the vinyl that you gave me. And I was always frustrated when it ended because I wanted more of it. You'd really like the Prom Queen EP because there's two songs on there that are like they're hits. Is uh, that is the Prom Queen EP solo project or is it the full band? It's a full band. Okay. Uh, I think that was their first project as a full okay. band. Um, the song Prom Queen and the song Painkiller are like bangers. Go listen to those. Okay. Yeah. I haven't listened to them yeah, yet, you'll so like we'll see. Well, anyway, uh, there's not much for me to add that you guys haven't already said, so sorry. But I loved it. I want more of it. I love those Beach Bunnies. All right. I'm really glad you guys enjoyed this one because I, I, cause I love this record. Uh, Final Grades, what we giving it? Just because, just <laughs> because the album just came out and just for recency, I'm going to give it a 9. Um, I'll probably give it a 10 a year from now. I'll give it an eight out of ten. I'm also. I, I, I will say. I mean, this is only episode technically five, but polished four. Only episode four, and this is this is the best album that either of you guys have brought to the table, in my opinion. So, Home also, run, baby. Also, I'm going to give it a nine. All right. All right. So yeah, we're going to take a short break here, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to wrap things up here, and we'll talk about what we're going to get into next episode. Well, we also have a uh, steamy, have a, steamy yeah, we fan got a, question. We got a hot fan question. So, uh, I mean, you can you can turn us off, but we'd appreciate it if you. Why would you, why would you turn it off? Around for just a the best more. is yet to come. Yeah, we got to say what our next albums are. All right, yep. You don't want to miss that. Oh yeah. See you then. Welcome back to Fresh Years, everybody. Uh, how are you? We're all doing great, and we can't wait to get into this next segment. Uh, we have a, a fan question. If uh, you have your own questions, send them on into freshyearspodcast at gmail.com, or tell us in person, or message us or whatever. The day, the day that that happens is the day that we know we've made it. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but that, that email's there for anybody who's wanting to use it. So... Um, Please send us some questions, and uh, if it's if it's good, or probably even if it's bad, we'll we'll put it on air just for you. So anyway, I have a question here from our uh, probably our number one fan, Colorado Joe, and uh, Joe asks, uh, I'm gonna tweak it a little bit, but what is the uh, greatest dad rock song ever and the worst dad rock song ever? All right, who's first? You guys go first. Well, um, I would say the worst dad rock song ever is Don't Stop Believing by Journey, uh, which is one that I, I think we talked a little bit about it last week. That song, we talked about, also talked about my list of top ten songs that I absolutely hate. Uh, Don't Stop Believing is probably a tie with Bohemian Rhapsody for me. But I think the difference is, like, I understand why, I understand that Bohemian Rhapsody is overplayed and that's why people don't like it, but... I also think it's a musical masterpiece. I don't think Don't Stop Believing has any redeeming qualities to it. I don't mm. think it's a good song. Um, and I there's a good there's good journey songs, but for a long time Don't Stop Believing Alone soured me on that band. 
What about the best? I don't know the best yet. So, I agree. Um, okay. <laughs> I hate Don't Stop Believing. I just hate wow. it. It's like, when, it's like if, when I'm at a bar and it plays and people start singing, it puts me in bad mood. Um, <laughs> would you count you 2 as a dad rock band? Um, probably. Well, I'm going to pretend like they're not because I think... It's your dad. I think... The, yeah, but I think the best... <laughs> Boyd Rock. Oh, Brian Eno's your dad? I think the, Boyd Rock. I think the best dad rock... Dad rock. Dad rock. Ooh, <laughs> oh, steamy. Read it on. Told you this question was steamy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think the best dad rock band is The Police. Yeah, that's And I would say it's pretty close top between Roxanne and uh, <laughs> Every Breath You Take by The Police. Roxanne. The Stalker song, yeah. Roxanne's amazing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Those are my jams. What about the worst, Alex? Oh, you said Don't Stop Believing. I will say, well, you, you give your worst. It, I... See, I don't stop believing is annoying, but I think it's the perfect terrible song. So that's that's my perfect opinion. terrible song is the reason by Huba Stank. Is it? But keep going. Uh, I well, for me, I've always liked dad rock, especially when dads are playing that rock. Um, so one of the best dads in music. We're gonna talk about worst. Oh, you want me to do first? Worst first. Worst first. First is the worst. Okay. Uh, I guess worst is probably like um. I don't know. Steely Dan is dad rock. Yeah, but I like Steely Dan. I don't think they're the worst. Do you think they're the best? No. Uh, <laughs> they're just there. I don't know. Like, there is a couple really bad, like, um, I don't know. You put me on the spot. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. It's All right, go with best if you don't have a worst. Okay, worst is something probably by, like, mm, I want to say something from, like, Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses. I don't think that counts. Yeah, it no. does. Oh. It's, dude, that stuff's 35 years old now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I, I, even though I do like Motley Crue, I think they're like also the perfect, terrible band. But, uh, the best, like, I've always loved Bruce Springsteen. Like, so, like, probably, like, Born to Run. Like, that song is so good. You know, okay. Now, now, now. Just so we have different answers on worst. I won't, I won't say a song because I like Hotel California, but outside of Hotel California, I do not like the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles are terrible. I do not like oh, that's a, oh, shit. I don't, I don't like them at all. Dude, the Eagles are terrible. So, and I, don't, I don't also don't like the Beatles, but that's another podcast. Oh, that's, that's you. The Beatles are like Grandpa Rock. Being, that's you being a And I love the no, Beatles. I would say the best. Man, you, Roxanne's a good one. You should, I, should have stole, I should have taken that one from you. should have stole it from your mind. Um... <laughs> Uh, okay, you know what? I will go with. Uh, I'll, I'll say it's a tie. My favorite dad rock song is a tie between "Come Sail Away" by Styx. What? Oh God, I hate that song. Why? I don't. It's bad. Why? It's about what's aliens. The, what's, I like Renegade. It's bad because it's about aliens. Yeah, it's pretty corny. It's, um, you just made us listen to the corniest, cheesiest album of all time. And your reason behind why it's bad because it's about aliens. It what about it's aliens exist? I'm like 182. You love that. Yeah, that's, but that's officially about aliens. <laughs> what? Tom DeLonge is going to save the world. All right. It's a tie between Come Sail Away, which is great, and Surrender by Cheap Trick. Okay, that's pretty good. I was another, gonna say we could classic. look at the back of this Guitar Hero three oh, yeah. case and find some good. De- There's a bunch of Welcome dad to the rock Jungle. Here. Not good. Yeah. Sunshine of Your Love. Great. Why are the why, why would you say Welcome to the Jungle is not good? Guns and Roses isn't good. Why? Why? See, there is not. It's not interesting. There is a to you. 
Well, yeah, of course it's my opinion. Okay. I don't need to. I don't need to premise every sentence yeah, I say with right. "in my opinion." Okay. Well, thank you so much. Did we? Did you give your best? Yeah. What was it? Baby, we were born oh, to yeah. run. Oh, yeah. How can I forget? Okay. So, what a great time! Thank you so much, Colorado Joe. Once again, if you guys out there want to send us a question, freshearspodcast at gmail.com or any other way you know how to reach us. So. Now it's time for the part that everyone loves. Um, we get to get into our albums for next week. Eddie, you're up first, and I hear you have a little game for us. All right, Alex, pick a letter between A and Z. Oh, no. P. All right, John Mark, pick a letter between A and Z. U. All right, now play rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right, Alex won. What did you pick, P? Yeah. Okay, we're going to listen to... Primus! <laughs> Fish! Primus! Sailing the Seas of Cheese again. No, it's um, one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, Out Utero by Lipstick Homicide. How's that have to do with P? Because it was closer to L than the other... <laughs> than you. What? I don't know. It didn't make much Alrighty, sense. Alrighty, so are we going to have to like search the... The annals of the of the deep dark web to find this album. No, it's on Bandcamp. Exactly, it's not on Spotify. Uh, it might be. Bandcamp is fine. I know. Actually, okay. let me check. They're probably on Spotify. But uh, Lipstick Homicide's pretty big. So, well, they were. They haven't. Yeah, it's on here. Okay. Yeah, pretty big. Five hundred <laughs> listeners. Pretty big. Oh, they got two thousand two hundred thirty. All right. All right. So Lipstick Homicide. All right, Alex. What's your album? All right. <laughs> you right. set yourself up for All failure. Right, so. well, just for the record, Alex has been really hyping up whatever this album Yeah, is. he has. Alex told us last night that we could do a whole podcast just about one. So, the album that I have chosen is the 2014 release known as Neon Icon oh, by Lord Riff Raff, a.k.a. Jody Highroller, oh. a.k.a. Del D'Antoni, a.k.a. The Peach Panther. Oh, oh, that's the same year oh, that this boy. mine came out. <laughs> hey, I can't wait. Let's go. I can't wait to talk about Horst. Horst Simcoe. Dude, Riff Raff is so awesome. I go, that's going to be, be great. Wow. All right, well, to temper, to temper <laughs> these two <laughs> these two great picks, I'm going to go with a classic. I'm trying to go old and new, alternating weeks. Um, and you've probably heard... I know you've listened to the album, I think. But uh, we're going to go with... Uh, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Wow, never heard of it. All right, well, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in for to episode four of Fresh Ears. We love you so much. We're so happy to have you with us in our living room, and we can't wait to talk to you again soon.